and the children of Israel coming out, out, out of Egypt is a shadow of the church coming out of bondage. The, uh, the children being born again and, and passing through the river and coming out of bondage. Are you with me? Do y'all understand that's a shadow of uh, darkness, bondage, the world. So I need you to keep that in mind as we go through this message. But number one, I want you to understand this situation with uh, Jethro and Moses. How many know God will put a call in your heart, something huge and something big? Are you with me? Because there's some uh, differences between some Jethro's and some Moses's. Moses had a huge call in his heart from the very beginning. He, he had no idea who he was. He was being uh, raised up an Egyptian prince, lost in that identity, right? But how many knows when he was about 40 years old, his heart went out for the children of Israel. And uh, the first point I want you to understand is that when you try to fulfill the destiny that God has put in your heart in, in the flesh, you might mess around and kill an Egyptian. Are you with me? How many knows that uh, Moses had it in his heart to do something for the Lord because God had put it there in his heart? And in his beginning of his, uh, well, the, the beginning of the transformation of coming out of Egypt, he kills an Egyptian. And then in fear runs for his life. And how many knows, uh, you know, sometimes we get like that where we want to fulfill the plan that God has for our life overnight. Somebody say, slow down, Moses. You still got to go see Jethro. How many knows that Moses lodged with Jethro for 40 years? Moses built a family. He had kids. Uh, and, and, and Jethro become a father to him who was fatherless. Are y'all with me? So Moses goes from Egypt and uh, goes to uh, the land of Midian where, where Jethro is, and, and God places him uh, with Jethro. Jethro receives Moses just as he is, like an Egyptian. Are you with me? Still got the stench of Egypt on him. Are y'all following me? Moses takes him in and becomes a father to the fatherless. And I, and I learned the, the power of that. And uh, in my life, I, I began to realize, you know, that great leadership is not being like Moses. But it's making people greater than you. So it's an honor to be like Jethro. Because those people that come into your life, and I need you to understand something, you pay attention to the people in your life. You might be lodging a Moses. Are you with me? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, and I, I really just want you to understand the way that this hit me. It uh, just snatched me up, man, to, to understand, like, you don't need to uh, lead 10,000 people unless God has called you to lead 10,000 people. 
Are you with me? But you might be a Jethro. Are you with me? You might be a Jethro who was called by God to raise a Moses. How many know that Moses looked like an Egyptian? He didn't look like a, 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 a Hebrew. There was no temple. There was no priesthood. You know, God set him in the back of the uh, uh, wilderness with uh, Jethro for 40 years to get the Egypt out of Moses. Are you with me? So I want to, well, number one, I want you to understand the first point of this message is to say this. Don't try to fulfill that destiny overnight or you're going to mess up killing an Egyptian. Are you with me? But God has a plan for your life. You got to trust His processes. But uh, how many knows when that time came? Uh, Moses was about eighty years old, and God came to Moses. Up until that point, uh, you know he's just going through life. He's having uh, raising kids. He's keeping Jethro's flock, and he's uh, uh, you know living a, a, a life. But at 80 years old, God came to Moses and said, I need you to go back to Egypt. Are you with me? See, in the ministry, sometimes what you came out of is where God's going to send you back to. And you've got to understand that, uh, you know, when it seems like God is fulfilling this destiny, God has his own times and his own seasons. And when the time is right, God is going to show you. What to do? Are you with me? But until then, you got to listen to your Jethro's. I mean, we got some Jethro's in here. You know, we had a Tuesday night, uh, and I hope y'all are understanding my symbolic language. Uh, and if you're not, praise God, just hang tight. Tuesday night, uh, one of the questions I asked uh, everybody in the table was. Uh, you know, pay attention uh, or, or, or tell us about somebody that you remember in your mind who has helped change your life. Something they did, something they said. And we went across that table and there was all kind of uh, answers to that question. And the whole point for that question was to show that sometimes it's the simple things people do. Uh, Miss Yvonne came up a couple of times. Oh, uh, Jethro over here. Lodging the uh, uh, Egyptians. But but what I'm trying to say is what I what you you don't understand is sometimes it's 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 your child that you're raising up for the Lord. Are you with me? Sometimes it's the, the kid across the tracks that God just puts a strong stick on your heart to go and uh, show them who Jesus is. And meet him right there where he's at in Egypt. Are you with me? He's still got the Egyptian in him, right? But God sends him along the way. And, and he lets him lodge with you with uh, persistence and uh, faith. and uh, So he can become what he's supposed to be. But he has to get Egypt out of him first, right? So let's read this real quick. Because this is after God called Moses to go deliver the children of Israel. He's done went and got the children of Israel. Uh, God, by miracles and his strong arm, delivers the children of Israel. And now they're in the wilderness. And how many know that 
Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people. That the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zaborah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back with her two sons, of whom the names of one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And the name of the other one is Eliezer, for he said, The God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Now, uh, you realize that uh, the things that marked Moses' life, he actually named his children. And uh, the first one, uh, he said, I'm a, I'm a stranger. I've been a stranger in a foreign land. And then the second one, uh, it was because the God of his fathers saved him from the sword of Pharaoh. How many times when God shows up, he's like, I'm the God of your fathers, Abraham. I, until that point, he never fully met God like that. Are you with me? But he knew about it. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. Now he had said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other about their well-being. And they went into the tent, and Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All the hardship that had come upon them on the way, and how the Lord delivered them. Then Jephro rejoiced for all that God had done, and what he had done for Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jephro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of of the Egyptian and out of the hand of Pharaoh and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods for in the in this very thing in which they have behaved proudly he was above them then Jethro Moses' father-in-law took a burnt offering and other sacrifices to offer to God and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel and ate bread with Moses and his father-in-law before God. And so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. This is the key of what I want you to see. i got to take this off. Y'all hot? Praise God. We just turn down that air from? We're not preaching. We're not preaching? Oh, saying my hot air is causing all this. Oh, it's okay. Thank you, sweetie. So here's what I want you to see in this. Because this is beautiful. Once I spotted this, it really hit me hard. You'll see in a second. Uh, let's see. Elder of Israel, Moses. And it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' his father-in-law saw all that he had did for the people, he said... What is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand 
before you from morning until evening. And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me and I judge between one and another. And I, I make known the statutes of God and his laws. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, listen closely. The thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice, and I will give you counsel, and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people, so that you may bring the difficulties to God, and you shall teach them the statutes and the laws, and show them the way in which they must walk, and the work that they must do. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such people over to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, and rulers of fifties, and the rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. And all this people will also go to their place in peace. So Moses, the great mighty Moses, that was my quotation, heeded the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. And Moses chose able men out of Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. So they judged the people at all times. And the hard cases they brought to Moses. But they judged every small case themselves. And this is my favorite part. Y'all listen. Then Moses let his father-in-law depart. And he went his way to his own land. Uh, and while I'm breaking this down, I want you to turn to uh, Numbers chapter 11. Because I'm going to show you how he presents this to God. It's funny. But I need you to see something. How is it that Moses, who speaks to God face to face, the Bible says that Moses spoke to God face to face. He's not like the other prophets who God would reveal himself in a dream and in a vision. But he spoke with Moses face to face. How is it that somebody speaks to God face to face cannot see what he's doing will wear himself out and the rest of the people. But an outsider, his father-in-law, his father-in-law comes along one day, he comes to visit his little uh, Moses, right? Because that's, that's like his son now, right? And uh, he sees one day, the, the next day they wake up and you know they have their, their food and they wake up and he sees what Moses is doing all day. He's like, Moses, what you're doing ain't going to work, Moses. And then he gives him the advice of which I just read to you. But is it not interesting that God himself did not say, Moses, you can't do this because you're going to wear out. And all the people of Israel are going to wear out with you. 
But God sent the Jethro. And that, that had some valuable information in it for me because I realized that everybody needs somebody. The great Moses who spoke with God face to face. Are you hearing me? Needed Jethro. Are you with me? Uh, and the greatest part about it all, and this is why, you know, I've changed my position. I don't want to be Moses no more. And you'll see why in a minute. Man, I just want to be a Jethro. I pray there's 10,000 Moseses uh, each day in my life, you know, and uh, raise them one at a time for the Lord. So that when I'm in my old age, I can just show up like Jethro. But, hey man, you're doing this, you're doing this all wrong. Uh, and then go back to my homeland and leave you with your business. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and, and I hope you're picking up this this word that I'm, I'm putting out for you because these things are uh, very interesting in ministry because God will let you take that weight until it drives you crazy and you realize you can't do it alone. Are you with me? So when I say that God will allow you to jump in head deep and, and, and do all this. And, you know, have you ever heard the saying, you miss the forest for the trees? You get so busy sometimes uh, doing the work of the Lord and uh, trying to do what God told you to do. And uh, you're doing it. Uh, and then, you know, mo- uh, somebody that ain't even been there the whole time shows up and says, Hey, man, this ain't right. I mean, no, Moses didn't say, Dude, I'm Moses. What do you mean? This ain't right. He didn't say that. It said he heeded the voice of his father-in-law. And uh, there's another thing about Moses that I need you to understand. Because Moses, the Bible says, was the, was the most humble man on the whole face of the whole entire earth. And uh, something I begin to realize is truly the higher you go, the more humble you have to be. So the process of getting the pride of Egypt out of Moses was taking him to Jethro and working with him. Are you with me? Because the truth is, he didn't become the most humble man in all the earth overnight. It was a process. Do you understand? And I know that God will take you through that process. And we still, we, we're still trying to do the ministry and uh, do it all uh, in our own strength and we're walking with God, and, and how many know it's the longer you stay in this thing, the more you realize you didn't know what you thought you knew. You just keep growing. Am I lying? You keep growing. So that, that was the first point that I need you to understand is that sometimes God will send a Jethro in your life, and you need to pay attention to the people in your life, and don't be so arrogant that you can't take advice from somebody on the outside looking in. Because sometimes that God you're so close to sent that person. Are you with me? Very interesting, isn't it? Then I began looking through the Bible. Every great leader had somebody. David, you know, had the prophet, you know, who come and told him it's sin. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Everybody has somebody. You're not designed to do this by yourself. Neither am I. But I learned the beauty of the coming of Jethro, and when I say that, I mean that sim- symbolically. Uh, no longer do I really even care to stand before 10,000 people and 
preach like Moses. Well, you'll see why in a second. I just I learned to do it on my way, you know. Find a little tree, water, keep moving. Find a little tree and water, keep moving. The next thing I know, I look back and there's a whole forest back there. And what I'm doing is I'm looking for the Moseses. Because, praise God, I'm trying to uh, uh, raise some Moseses so that that way uh, I can just come and show up one day and like, hey, bro, you're doing it wrong. Bye. That would be great, wouldn't it? Now, I, I don't get to call myself to that kind of ministry, but, praise God, if I got to choose, you know, that would be it. Do y'all see the sense of what I'm saying? I'm not just up here talking. Anyway. Uh, now I want you to see how Moses takes this to God because this is hilarious. Uh, and it's Numbers chapter 11, verse 10. It says, Then uh, Moses heard the people weeping throughout their family, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. And Moses was also displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I found uh, not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? How many knows uh, with great gifts comes great responsibility? I learned that from uh, Spider-Man. But it's true. How many knows the burden that was on Moses was so great? Are you with me? Listen to, listen to his words. He says, why have you laid the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them? Which means, uh, you know, bore them. That you, you should say to me, carry these people in your bosom as a guardian, carries a, carries a, a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get me to give all these people? For they weep all over me. Saying, give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone. Because the burden is too heavy for me. Listen to his, his, uh, his final word. He says, if you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my wretchedness. Now, you know, Moses was at his wit's end, having a, I wouldn't say a midlife crisis, but he's like 80-something, so it'll be like three-fourths of a midlife crisis. I, I don't know how you would say that. Uh, but, you know, he's up here taking all the burden of all this stuff on himself. And uh, he comes to God and he's like, hey, if you're going to treat me like this, just kill me now. I mean, all that burden... Uh, in the ministry sometimes it's not great. It's, it's not fun all the time. But when you're called to something, there's nothing else you'd rather be doing. Are you with me? But it has to be a calling. Uh, so I want you to understand uh, that sometimes God will put more on you than you're able to bear. Now there is a scripture that's very similar that, uh, that, that, that God says there's no such temptation that has overtaken you. See, that, that's uh, 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 in a sign of, uh, you know, God uh, will not put more on you uh, than you can bear when it comes to temptation. But when it comes to doing a ministry, 
He wants to get you to that place where you're broken. So that you can let Him work through you and trust in Him and quit trying to take that burden on yourself. You understand? Are y'all with me? Uh, I want to keep reading. I'm not going to get through all the way through this message, but uh, by the end of the service, hopefully you're with me. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me 70 men of the elder, uh, elders of Israel, whom you uh, know to be the elders of the people, and offers officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take the Spirit, I will take of the Spirit that is on you, and I will put the same Spirit upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. Then you shall say to the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat? For it is well with us in Egypt. They're basically saying we should have just stayed in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat. Have you ever uh, uh, seen people come to Christianity in the very beginning and they had this false conception that uh, everything's going to be more perfect out there uh, in Christianity? Uh, they come out of Egypt, you know, and then they get hit with the, uh, the, the ton of different stuff. They're like, man, we should have, I should have just stayed in Egypt. I've seen a million people try to go back to uh, the way they uh, was living because they get hit one time with some tribulation, some pain, you know. So anyway, uh, I'm just going to quote the rest just to get us through. So basically, uh, God takes the spirit that was on Moses and puts it on to 70 men to help him bear the load. Are you with me? And the reason I, I need you to understand that is, uh, number one, we we become the judges of everybody. Uh, everybody judges everybody, and we're just completely ridiculous sometimes. But I want you to understand uh, that you need that spirit from God to be a judge like Moses. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because we, we attempt to judge everybody and everything that walks, walks uh, you know, And uh, let me tell you, sometimes man, you're just you're, you're killing the work that God has done in them. You're not you're not helping them. Are you with me? But you need the Spirit that is from God. And how many knows the Spirit that was in Moses was one of humility? There's no such thing as holiness without humility. Uh A little bit further down in this story, uh, two of the men didn't come to the camp. Uh, you know, they were supposed to bring the 70 uh, up uh, and meet with God. God was going to do this uh, transformation where he took the spirit off of Moses and uh, put it on uh, the 70 others to help them bear the load and judge the people. Two of them didn't come to the camp uh, and didn't come to the meeting. Uh and uh, I mean, I know there's some people that didn't come to the camp here. Didn't come to the meeting. 
But, look, look, this is how amazing God is. While uh, this, the people were up on the mountain, God sent his spirit and, and transferred the, the spirit of Moses to the spirit of the people. Uh, and, and they all began to prophesy, even though they'd never done it again after that time. Uh, but there was two men back in the camp who the Holy Spirit hit them too. Or I ain't going to say the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that was upon Moses hit them too. They were not there. And I, I pray that uh, the people that can't come to church, when we receive uh, something from the Lord, they still receive something from the Lord. Are you with me? Uh, because, man, God is not limited, you know. Uh, but I, I see that, that God can do anything. And uh, if, number one, if you're supposed to be there, because their name was on the list and they wasn't there, God's going to get you where you're going. Are you with me? Uh, and and I'm, I'm going to end here in a second with this because uh, I need you to understand that a Moses should be looking for his Joshua's. Are you with me? A Moses should be looking for his Joshua's and his Caleb's. Because there's going to be 600,000 men with Moses. But not all of them was Joshua and Caleb. Uh, and, and sometimes you've got to find those people in your ministry, uh, in your church, or, or whatever, whose heart is like Joshua and Caleb. How many knows that uh, the Bible says that uh, when, when, um, when the rest of Israel was rejected, the Bible says all but Caleb, because he had a different spirit than the rest of them. You know, Joshua and uh, uh, Caleb went into the camp of the land and spied it out. And they were the only ones that come back with a positive report, right? And then uh, there's a spot that, that speaks about Joshua where it says Moses went up to meet with the Lord and then went back to the camp. But it says Joshua stayed at the tabernacle. You know? Uh, and, and, and so... You know, as you're in your journey in, in a ministry, there's there's people uh, who are, are around you that might not be there yet. You know what I'm saying? But you you got to look for those people and those ones that have a, a different spirit, a different heart for the Lord. Man, pour into those people. Are you with me? Do you understand? And then those Joshua's who don't depart from the house of the Lord, they just in the house of the Lord all the time. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm not going to get into it, but Joshua had a misconception about these uh, people that were prophesying in the camp. You know, he, he told Moses, man, forbid them from speaking in the camp. And Moses told him, I wish the Holy Spirit or, or God would come upon all of you and you would prophesy. Uh, and, and, and what I'm saying is Moses wasn't, I mean, uh, Joshua didn't get it yet. He wasn't there yet. But that didn't change nothing. His name was still Joshua. And he still became the Joshua who took that mantle from Moses. Are you with me? So anyway, what I'm, what I'm saying here today, man, is, uh, you know, don't get caught up in uh, some of the, the big, exciting stuff uh, and, and, and uh, you know, be discontent in life because you never get your opportunity to do what you think you're supposed to do, right? Because just like how God told me, uh, or put it in my spirit. Why do you want to preach in front of 10,000 or thousands of people 
when uh, you passed a thousand people and didn't say a word. One of the greatest things I ever learned about the ministry is that this whole world is your pulpit. Uh, just like we learned Tuesday night, uh, that uh, most of the impact was made by mothers and uh, uh, people who were just persistent and uh, reaching them in their place where they were at. and uh, uh, They were faithful and they did it continually. You know, just random people. Random, regular people made the most impact in people's lives. Wasn't Billy Graham, wasn't Moses. Are you with me? So what I'm telling you is pay attention to the people in your life. Because you might be uh, lodging a Moses. Or you might be a Moses who's got to pour into some Joshua's and some Caleb's. Are you with me? Now I know this is a different message than I normally preach. Uh, how many knows that uh, Jesus is a shadow in the Bible in the Old Testament and it, and it calls him God's righteous right hand. And you will see this throughout the scriptures. And I'm going to take you one more place just so you can hear about the Lord real quick. Are y'all with me? Can you hang with me? I believe it's Exodus 33. Because I want to show you this uh, about Jesus. Are y'all alright? Y'all still with me? All throughout the Bible, you know, uh, you know, God talks about this right hand, this righteous right hand, and uh, you know, David sings about it in the Psalms, you know, and they're like, "Is uh, uh, God's arm short that He cannot save?" All right, we're going to make this real quick because I know it's warm in here. I'm hot. Uh, we'll start at verse uh, 14 from verse or chapter 33. He said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Somebody said the presence of God will go with you and give you rest. Don't you understand that your rest is in the presence of God? My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, look, this is Moses' response. If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. He was no longer uh, trying to fulfill his destiny overnight. You hear me? He, he learned that if the presence of, uh, of God doesn't go with you, don't even move us up from here. Amen. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate. Your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I also will do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight. And I know you by name. And here's what Moses said. He said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. 
And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. I said, the Lord said, here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock. And I will cover you. Somebody said, cover you. With my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand. And you shall see my back. But you shall not see my face. And I just wanted you to see this little shadow real quick. Because I want you to understand that God said, I'm going to show you my glory. But you can't see my face. Are you with me? No man can look on the Lord and live. So it is the grace of God that uh, when he passes by, he turns his face away from you, right? So when Moses was put in the cleft of the rock, which is a shadow of being found in the rock, which is Christ, the Bible says that that rock uh, was Christ. But uh, also the hand that God used to cover Moses is a shadow of Christ. And uh, basically when he removes his hand, Jesus being cut off, you will see my glory. Are you with me? Anyway, so I, I just wanted to point that out to you because I was going to uh, get deep into it, but I don't have time. Uh, but I want you to understand that the, the Spirit of God is amazing. Uh, and you can be full of the Spirit of God and still get wore out. And the question is, are you li listening to your jet pros, you know? Y'all with me? Uh, and and, and uh, when I see people, I realize that I'm seeing them right now, and they look like Egyptians. But they got the potential to be Moses. So I take my time, you know, when they come to me, and, and I advise you to do the same. You don't know who you're talking to. Are you with me? You don't know who you're talking to. So everybody that comes across you and God puts in your life, pay attention to the people that God puts in your life. Those ones who are hungry, feed them. The ones that want to know more about God, spend some time with them. Are you with me? Yeah. We need to uh, get back to the basics sometimes. Don't worry about being Moses. Try to be a Jethro sometimes. You might be lodging a Moses. Let's pray. Dear the Father, Lord God, thank you so much just for giving us this opportunity to Come together in your name again. I pray that you just open our hearts and our minds to receive your word and uh, give us understanding and wisdom as we walk through this world and try to complete your mission, Lord God. If your presence does not go with us, don't send us up, Lord God. We will wait on you. I pray that you just be with each and every person that didn't make it, Lord God. I pray the Holy Spirit just hits them where they're at, Lord. Anoint this congregation, those who uh, aren't able to make it, and the ones that are here, Lord God. I pray that you just uh, be with us in all that we do and give us rest, Lord God. Give us rest in your work. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Uh, we've got a hymnal, Ms. Yvonne. We've got a hymnal. Love y'all.